0: Coming up this time, the story behind the classic Cluffy computer game.
1: It was absolutely pioneering. Um, it, it was the first, I think it's officially confirmed to be, the first ever hybrid computer and board game. Plus how the Miracle Manager got involved. They knew that a celebrity endorsement was, was the big thing. You had Daley Thompson's Decathlon. You know, people were starting to do this. Kenny Dalgleish had a football game of it. And so they went looking for who, who could we possibly put on this and Giles, as a Leeds fan, went, oh, well, I'm going to try for Cluffy.
0: You'll also hear what happened when Cluffy took part in the game's launch at Wembley Stadium.
1: Hugely supportive. You know, it wasn't just cash the check and thanks very much, guys. It was, you know, I, I, I really want to help you make this work.
2: Hello, everyone. I'm Martin O'Neill. You're listening to the Green Jumper podcast with Marcus Alton from Brian Clough com.
0: For this episode I've been speaking to the man who's rebooted the classic football game Brian Clough's Football Fortunes he's a super fan of that original format which mixed a board game with computer technology. It was quite a step forward at the time. I'm pleased to say Marty Neal joined me from Belfast and I began by asking him because of his name whether he'd ever been mistaken for Martin O'Neill
1: <laughs> I'm not that fortunate I, I... I actually got a check a long, very long time ago um, from the BBC made out to a Martin O'Neill that I couldn't, I couldn't cash. Really? Uh, oh. That's about as much confusion as we've had. But I actually do live in the street um, in Belfast where Martin O'Neill grew up as a child. Oh. So um, yeah, oh. the, there's a chance of confusion there, I think, at oh. some point.
0: <laughs> oh, brilliant. Is he still thought of fondly? down there.
1: Oh very. Oh wow. What a I mean, what a guy, you know. Mm. A, apart from what a player, what a manager, but you know, what a personality as well. You know, I think he's uh, he's kind of like George Best, Alex Higgins. He's that embodiment of Northern Irishness, you know. Yes, <laughs> so, yeah. yes. Uh, and,
0: and some of the punditry he he's done in in, in later years, uh very sort of clough esque as well with the the comments that yeah. he makes. <laughs>
1: It was an interesting thread, isn't it? Martin O'Neill, Roy yeah. Keane, Brian Clough. Yes, <laughs> so, exactly. So, yeah. None of All them, very similar guys. Yeah.
0: Yes, they, they don't hold back, always say what they, they feel. Well, um, as I mentioned, uh, you've been behind the, the rebooting of the classic Cloughy game, Football Fortunes. Before we come on to the reboot, though, the original game back in the 1980s, it was quite revolutionary at the time, wasn't it?
1: Oh, absolutely. It was absolutely pioneering. Um, It was the first. I think it's officially confirmed to be the first ever hybrid computer and board game created anywhere in the world. There was a notion that Football Manager, the original Kevin Toms game, uh, was initially going to be a board game. And then Kevin Tons had thought a little bit about what if I did a computer bit, but then he went wholesale on the computer bit. And so, yeah, it is officially until someone tells us different. It's the first ever hybrid board and computer game, which was very, very, very forward thinking for the time.
0: Yeah. And this was long before the days of fantasy football leagues, I guess, as well.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, long before the days of anything but Teletext, really. You yes. Know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite amazing, you know. I mean, I think, um, yeah, you know, it was on ZX Spectrums, you know, kind of BBC Micros, yeah. you know, very, very limited machines, but genius to think they get the machine to do all the th- all the things that are difficult to do in a board game you know real genius so on behalf of David Hall who did the, the original creator and um, who came up with this I think when he was about 14 ah. and just kept, the idea just kept growing and then he became a computer programmer yeah. and, and created the original you know
0: yeah I know you were a big fan of, of the original game which, which is how it's all the, the rebootings come about how did it actually work then you had the, the tabletop um, was that with a dice and then the computer sort of worked out league tables and things?
1: Yeah, it was interesting. So it, it's a kind of standard board game format, if you like, um, in terms of how you, you manage your team, et cetera. So you have player cards, you've got your board, you move around, things happen on the board. You know, not, not too far from a Monopoly type setup, really. You know, yes. heavily heavily driven by economics. Then the what, what we now call companion app. Um, which we would have called computer game at the time or video game at the time. Yes. It took care of all the heavy lifting, so it kind of did your league tables, your fixtures, all the things that it would be really, really difficult to do in terms of pieces of paper moving around, you know? Um, So, yeah, really... Fantastic. And and it allowed the game to be six players as well, which was revolutionary as well, because the, the, the fear for parents, I'm sure, was that their kids are spending, you know, 10 hours a day staring at a screen for the first time. Yes. And I think yes. in, this, in this area, you're like, well, oh God, if if we'd known that then. But this was truly a social experience and that was absolutely unique.
0: And the master stroke, I suppose, was getting Cluffy on board and having his name attached to it. And not only that, but um, he took part in the actual launch. How did that side of it all come about?
1: So, the guys at CDS Software, so David Hall, the uh, genius creator of, of mm. brand Cluffs of for Fortunes, he had gone to work for CDS Software, and Giles Hunter. Had been at WH Smith um, and he'd been a buyer of all sorts of books, computer games, etc. But Giles very, very quickly recognized that the, the computer game industry was going to grow very, very fast. So he started a company called CDS Software. Uh, David came to him with the idea for Brand Football, well, Football Fortunes, which then became Brand Clubs Football Fortunes. They had done Steve Davis Snooker. And they had the celebrity endorsement and that had rocketed sales so that they knew that a celebrity endorsement was was the big thing. You had Daley Thompson's decathlon. You know, people were starting to do this. Kenny Dalgleish had a football game out at this time. And so they went looking for who who could we possibly put on this? And Giles, as a Leeds fan, went, oh, well, I'm going to try for Cluffy. And they got him. And yep. uh, so the story goes, uh, Giles could tell you better, but the story goes, they they launched the game 1987 at Wembley Stadium. Mm. Clough comes along, um, like really engaged with the whole thing, you know, really loved it, had a had a great time. You know, they had lunch, et cetera, yes. did photographs out on the pitch, but then they played the game out on the Wembley turf. So they had a lot of computers set up ah. and all the journalists were playing the game. Uh, but Brian Clough was actually going around and coaching them all. <laughs> <laughs> I was
0: telling them what to do.
1: <laughs> yeah, he, he yeah. picked it up pretty quickly, and yeah, yeah. He, he was very competitive, and he wouldn't leave until it yeah. was done. So, yeah. Yeah. yes, yes, but, uh, uh, fantastic.
0: And didn't he have quite a good comment about the computers?
1: Yeah, so he, he wanted it to walk his dog. He said, "I'll, I'll get one when it, it figures out how to walk my dog." Yes. Yeah, yeah it was a
0: yeah. yeah one of those classic quotes i think it, it, I'm gr- <laughs> i i'm going to program mine to to pick our team run the club take my dog for a walk and attend board meetings <laughs> their
1: attend board meetings is genius yeah that a thought of that as well, Yes,
0: yeah. although it, it's interesting cuz when i launched the, the cluffy tribute website nigel was asked by the media um about it his son and he said uh, yes we, we, we're fine with it you know no problem uh although my dad wouldn't know a computer if it bit him so.
1: <laughs> but, but, but well then, maybe this is, this is one yeah. exposure yeah this was the one time he used them eh? he did he did well there was a
0: picture of him i think it must have been as part of the launch where he's actually sitting at the computer desk. Um, yes, pretending yes. to use it probably, but uh, yes,
1: I don't see Micro in front of him. I, yeah. I have to fess up that I uh, later photoshopped a uh, a pitch from the game into there.
0: Ah,
1: uh. <laughs> you, may, you may have seen yes. the modified one, uh, but oh, yes, yeah. he, he was very kind it, and he yeah. did a, a bunch of photo calls with Giles and the guys, and it's it's on Giles's wall at home, you know, it's kind of yes. right of place. I remember
0: reading some quotes for, from Giles saying that Cluffy on the day of the launch w- was was fantastic. He did everything that w- was asked of him. And, and because Giles, I think, was only in his, his early to mid-twenties, he, he more or less treated him like a son um, yeah. on the day. It was um, yeah, know, very it, special.
1: It, 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 uh, he remembers it so warmly, you know, and he's so supportive of the game as well. He, he, he probably didn't really grasp, you know, what, what these guys were at too much, but uh, yeah. hugely supportive. You know, it wasn't just case the check and thanks very much, guys. It was, you know, I, I, I really want to help you make this work. Yeah. So, he did quite a lot of media engagements as yes. well and yes. he talked about the game quite a lot. Yeah, he was, he was bought in, no question. Yeah, you yeah. Know, he's a great guy, great guy by all accounts.
0: Well, oh, I no, you know you, he, he oh, Cluffy was keen to get young people involved in, in football in, in whatever way he could and I suppose this was another way of attracting the younger generation to the game such as yourself
1: yeah absolutely I think as well it, it was important for jazz and, and certainly for David you know that, yes they were making computer games but they're they're big football guys you know so it was very very important for them yeah. to make a great game that, that they would want to play and they still play it to this day they get the gallery over christmas yeah. and yeah they play their original now that they've got their own you know kind of you yeah. know uh owner's rules you know that, that nobody else oh, plays but yes it's kind of fantastic you a know special they, version they, they still love it to this day you know yeah which, which yeah. was nervous uh, nervous for me because I'm, I'm a huge like super fan of the original game yeah and then when it comes to rebooting it, it yeah okay nervous nervous yeah. moments
0: yes yes playing with the original uh and not spoiling it is is always a a bit of a dangerous game in in anything in life I guess. But with the original, I think the players used to have points, didn't they? Um, yes. And a value. And Nigel, Brian's son, only had two points. <laughs> it's a good job yeah. Cluffy didn't know.
1: <laughs> you know, I have asked them about that. So they, they said that there was uh, there was wine ordered. and uh, a few people hung around the office and they had the player cards and they went okay one to five we're, we're just going to you yeah. know give, give these ratings arbitrarily but uh, <laughs> yes so Nigel Clough was a two a controversial decision now I uh, no one can remember whether that was done prior to the endorsement of Brian Clough ah. of the game so they don't yeah. know and then they'd, they'd left out Glenn Hoddle and Chris Waddle and there was a few glaring omissions you know for 1986 87 there was a few glaring omissions um, so I put those back on
0: Well, there's more coming up from Marty and how Football Fortunes has been rebooted. But before that, I've been catching up with a friend of Cluffy for another chat. Now, to speak to my next guest, I went to the home of Colin Shields, who was a friend of Brian Clough and one of the few people besides the players that Cluffy allowed to travel on the team coach. A few years ago, I had the pleasure of working with Colin on his book Champagne Memories and how Brian Clough changed my life, which has helped to raise money for good causes. And when we met up again, I began by talking about Martin O'Neill's book, On Days Like These. And Colin told me about his memories of O'Neill, including his time as Wickham manager.
2: I remember, and when I say the Royal We, I mean, I don't mean myself, but we took the full team down to Wickham to do uh, uh, to play a game and uh, uh, they beat us and uh, Brian said on the coach after I've tried to do him a bloody favour I says and he's gone and beat us he says I'm not very happy about that I said Any- anyway before we left there was somebody come I think it was Martin came running across the car park with a one of those black post office bags and he says you forgot these and I took them off him and inside it was the European Cup and several other trophies that they took down to show off. So uh, it could have been a quite an expensive trip. It wouldn't have been so good for getting that kind of silverware,
0: would it, really? But um, you had some good uh, memories of, of Martin when he
2: was a player. He was one of the ones that um, stand out for you. Yes, he was a, a very a very pleasant young man. and I used to sit at the front of the coach and... Uh, When the players got on most of them had just walked by either nervous or not bothered but martin always took time to say good morning or good afternoon and always presented himself very well a very likable young man
0: did you think even in those days that he might be uh, management material
2: well i thought he was very special because he was quiet and he was very good on the pitch uh and Brian used to have a fond nickname for him called The Lawyer uh, because of his uh, educational prowess but uh, I think deep down inside I think Brian really liked him and respected him
0: Now looking at how are doing these days uh, with Steve Cooper in charge I know you, you keep an eye on how the Reds are, are faring in the Premier League What uh, what's your assessment so far?
2: Well They've had a difficult time uh, getting all these players to to sort out the, uh, the, the relationships with each other. But in the last few games, and I've always thought since Steve came into the club that there'd always be hope. There's something about the man that reminds me of Brian, to be honest. He's got something about him. And as things stand at the moment, I think they're working their way out from the bottom. And the players are starting to become individuals and uh, there's some, some very good skills there but I am pleased to see the likes of Yates and Worrell uh, and Colback still involved because to me they are the art and soul of Forest. And do you think
0: that Cooper stands a good chance of, of, of keeping them up and and gelling the team together, uh, he's obviously got those motivational skills, maybe similar to to Clough in some ways.
2: Yes, uh, t- to be honest with you, I've no fears of them being relegated. The signs are so good uh, that I think, yeah, I think maybe mid table, consolidate themselves. And I know this is everybody's saying this sort of thing, but. Um, that's the way I feel about it. and I, I look forward to each game. I get very excited, which is, uh, which is good. What do you think Brian would make of things at the moment, seeing Forrest back in, in the top flight? He'd have to acknowledge that this man probably do better than he did in the Premier League. But the Premier, when, when Brian was in the Premier League, they had the most amazing run of bad luck. They were playing good football, but things just didn't go for them uh you can't put it all down to bad luck but i don't understand why they got relegated i know i know it's all about points but when it came to endeavor uh it, it was there they were they were playing well it just didn't work for them now this man he's got a different outlook on the game uh i would say he's clinical and uh it looks good i, I like his style of management and i like the style of football that they play
0: and he does seem to be able to get the best out of certainly the young players and, and, and encourage them, almost like putting an arm around the shoulder when, when it's needed.
2: Yes, you can see that. You can see that when the players come off, when when he fetches them off and there's, there's a good relationship going. And I know from listening, listening to the views of other people, um, he has got good management skills. But one thing that's going for him and i admire him for is his relationship with the supporters he really respects them and they respect him
0: colin thanks ever so much um for sharing your memories and your thoughts on the current side and and don't forget that book champagne memories and how brian clough changed my life is available on the brianclough.com website Back now to my guest Marty Neal, who's given a reboot to the classic football game Brian Clough's Football Fortunes. and I asked him as a super fan of the game, what was it that stood out and made it so special?
1: The social aspect was huge, mm. so um, in my grandparents' house, I had my, my spectrum computer. I grew up on my grandparents mm. and my- and uh, a guy called Brian Carter. His mum worked in the biggest um, games and toys toy store in Belfast called Leisure World. Mm-hmm. So she just brought everything home. And of course, if it was football, she would just buy a copy because you know we we would be crazy for it no matter what. Yeah. But it was fourteen ninety nine. You know, it was very very expensive for the time. You know, it was hugely expensive. So by chance, she brought this thing home. Um, we played it, and that that was it. We were all hooked. I think as well, the, the political situation in Belfast at the time was obviously very, you know, not not good. Yes. And um, everyone was very happy for a bunch of kids to be in, indoors and playing something, you know. So, brand cross football fortunes also worked for us in that regard. And that six of us could play it, you know, it, it, it kept us off the streets, you yeah. know. But we got we got so heavily into it. I mean, I actually remember we created a false drawer. Um, in a cabinet so that we could hide the spectrum because you couldn't save the game. Ah, we kept to it, plugged keep it in. going, yeah, plugged in for a month. I mean, I'll you, you think back and think you could have burned the house to the ground, <laughs> but. I mean, you you were yeah. top of the league, you yeah. know. You were top of the league. You couldn't lose that. No, no. Keep, so, yeah. so you had no way of playing the game. That was it. Keep it
0: switched on, so you wouldn't lose where you were from la, the last absolutely. time. Absolutely. a month at a time. Amazing, isn't it? How <laughs> how things have moved on? Yeah.
1: Indeed.
0: And, Indeed. and and when we say things have moved on, of course you've rebooted it. How how have you gone about doing that? But but keeping the essence of the original.
1: Well, I think it was very important for me. Um, I'd started a a Facebook page, I think. It was uh, was a Facebook page, Mm. um, uh, just kind of talking about the original game. Um, And a lot of, you know, almost immediately, you had a lot of interest, a lot of guys coming along. And, oh, yeah, yeah, I remember it. Oh, we still play it. And you realise there was lots and lots of people still playing the game all around the place. So then there was a guy called James Hallett um, who knew Nigel Clough but also knew the original guys behind the game, Giles and David. And he said, look, I, I can put you in touch. And so hugely important for me to have their endorsement um, and and to have them involved actually was, was really what I wanted. Um, so I went to Doncaster, met the guys, talked about, you know, maybe bringing the game back. I had a very, very, very sketchy prototype with me at that time. And uh, yeah, they they were great. They were absolutely wonderful. And David's great because he's one of those guys. You know, he, he's just an ideas factory. You know, so every time yes. you meet him, he's got three, four, five ideas. Some of them are some of them are daft. Some of them are great. Yeah. You know, and we just we sit and bounce off each other. So we had fish and chips in Barnsley and ideas off each other. So yeah, I mean, for me, um, the the notion was that the original game was still great. So I'd bought it, I'd played it with the same guys I used to play it with when we were 10 years of age, you know. Yes, And we all loved it. We all had a great time, a few beers and a bit of a laugh, a bit of nostalgia, but it stuck with me and I was kind of like, you know what, it's it's a real shame that, you know, kids aren't getting to experience this the way we did. And I just thought, okay, the original game, great as it is, football's changed. So, for example, there was no uh, transfer windows mm. in the 80s we had we had to put that in yeah um, and the money obviously the money aspect of the game significantly different the, the biggest denomination in the 80s games 100 hundred thousand pounds which i think gets you lunch uh, at a premier league club these <laughs> <days>. yes <laughs> um yeah, yeah. Uh, even the player cards then obviously yeah. it, it was a motivator to do that uh, and really just to kind of map it from football in the 80s to Modern football. And then they introduced a couple of extra bits uh, that just gave it a bit more depth. So, the youth player, where well, you can improve youth players and you can have your own academy, we brought that in. Ah. Uh, we brought in coaches as well. So, just a couple of tweaks, but staying really, really, really close to the original and definitely to the spirit of the original, which I, based on certainly the customer feedback, uh, I think we achieved, which is great. You know, and made, it made the child, the child in me, very happy.
0: Yeah, I bet. I bet. So, does it still incorporate a board game, or is it purely computer now?
1: No, it's still a board game. Hmm. The hybrid aspect for me was the thing that was still so unique. So, it had never been done since, curiously. So, it's certainly not the football game. So you're kind of going well okay this is yes okay this is new mm. for people in this era because it's all computer games you know although board games have had a big resurgence so yeah it was it was keeping that social aspect so honestly that that is that the essence of the game is you're playing with the person sitting across the table and I wanted to keep that really make that, make that the make that the central piece of it yeah you know
0: yeah. and, and yeah. sort of adapting to, to the modern game as well what sort of values do you put on the players?
1: Well, I mean, this is the thing. So we, we're about 100 million for your five star mm. players. So it, it's effectively right. 20 million per star. In a game I've played in, um, which was with the guys who created another wonderful football board game called Counterattack, uh, a guy called Colin Webster, I saw Virgil van Dijk go for 2 billion. <laughs> that just shows I've... you the inflation. I think we predicted the inflationary times we're in now. So. Yeah.
0: Have you ever done <laughs> so badly at the game that you've had to sack yourself?
1: No. <laughs> uh yes, yes I, I yeah. think as well. People, when people play it with you, they, yeah. they assume that you know better. That's not really no. true. Just because you kind of put it together, doesn't mean that you're an expert at no. it. No, no. Uh, so yes, I've had woeful, absolutely woeful games. Yeah, yeah really, like terribly woeful games. Yeah. It's part of the game. I I like that because football is like that. Yes, you know? un- unpredictable.
0: I mean, it combines a bit of a bit of judgment with a bit of luck, which is what football is, I guess. Oh, absolutely,
1: and and yeah, we we did. I'll I'll fess up that we did program in cup sets, for example. So even if you've got a really good team, you could still lose to a Luton or you know someone like that. Yeah. So yeah, we we did kind of shake it up a little bit. We've yeah. we've programmed a couple of things in there that we think are prob- probability wise would happen in the real world from time to time.
0: What sort of feedback have you had from people who've played the the new version?
1: The best thing for me was getting feedback from people who played it with their kids and their their kids really loved it. And we've had a lot of that. So it's guys like me, you know, I'm a mid 40s. It's guys like me who have a son who's, you know, maybe a teenager. Ah, yeah. You know, we don't play games together type thing. We played this and he loved it. He absolutely loved it. And you're just like, yep, that's exactly why we did it. That was exactly why we brought it back. To give kids the, the experience that we had, and that for me is the, the best thing. A, A, the old fan, the old fans of the original game like it, which was important. But B, their kids like it, which was equally important. You yes, know? So yes, yeah.
0: I think it keeps the flame alive, definitely. And obviously, it's called Football Fortunes now rather than Brian Clough Football Fortunes. So, how do people yeah. get hold of it and and play?
1: In in future plans, um, so we've got a notion of a 90s expansion. Um, So we're going to do an expansion that is 90s players. Uh, We're also talking about a Superstars expansion as well, the original game. I think I will reprint it. Um, I think we we probably would have done it. The notion was we released this one in 2020, and the notion was that we would do a game per year, maybe a slightly different version, maybe an upgrade, maybe an expansion. Um, but then obviously with the pandemic, with the shipping crisis, you know, everything got put on the back burner to some degree. Now, there will be a reprint. It won't be the Kickstarter edition. That's the one that we did in 2020. It'll be something else, but there will definitely be a reprint of the game at some point because the demand is certainly there. Yes. There's no question.
0: And you mentioned Kickstarter. It was funding, wasn't it? It was a funding campaign that, that, got, that got it off the ground.
1: It was. It was wonderful. I mean, we, mm. we built a community. Um, so like I said, we had the Facebook page. Mm. There was a guy who had a brand close, um, football fortunes Facebook group um, who very kindly gave it to us, and it had like 400 members. So that was a, a big boost for us. So we've kind of built this community of you know the willing um, people who remembered the original game, people who were interested in other football board games. And there's really been an explosion since of football board games. So there's an awful lot of this happening and there's a mini revival through the crowdfunding platforms of football board games, which is great. You know, I absolutely love that. But yeah, we we, we looked at how we could fund it and, and we said, look, you know, if there's demand, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll go on Kickstarter and we'll see what the demand was like. And it was fantastic.
0: And what do you think Cluffy would make of it?
1: I, I'd like to think that he likes it. Um, yeah. We fixed we fixed a couple of players. We didn't fix Nigel Clough. Nigel Clough's still a two. Oh, dear. <laughs> so he, he might have fallen out with for that one. I, yeah. You know, I think Brian Clough was a modernist, right? You know, he, he was yes. a very forward to guy. Uh, I'd, I'd like to think that anything that got kids, you know, playing football games together would, would be a good thing in his book, you know. I would that, hope that would be it. And, and he'd probably still coach everyone, it, hopefully, as yeah. well.
0: Yes, he'd, he'd tell them what to do. Yeah, definitely. Marty Neal, thanks ever so much for joining us. Thanks, Marcus. Thanks to both my guests, Marty Neal and Colin Shields. And thanks to you for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Facebook and visit the Tribute website, brianclough.com, which helps the types of good causes Cluffy supported. And there's also more details about football fortunes on there. I hope you can join me again soon for more memories of the great man in the Green Jumper.